Hello, and welcome, fellow safety and health professional, to another podcast based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. When you're at rest, you take nearly a thousand breaths per hour. Now, usually you do it involuntarily. You don't even think about it all throughout the day, especially when you're busy. It's something that just happens naturally. It has to. However, you can change that if you want to. You know that you can breathe slower. You can breathe faster, deeper, shallow. You can control your breath. But in general, it's an involuntary activity. Now, you can even stop breathing if you want, but you can't do it for too long because without oxygen, your body is going to stop functioning. So breath is an incredibly essential part of being alive. You can also pay attention to your breath, which researchers and scientists have found helps you. I know it does because I've been practicing paying attention to my breath or what's been referred to and is considered mindful meditation for about 10 years. It's very helpful in improving your mental state and physical state too. Mindful meditation has become more and more popular, particularly within the last five years or so. And the research into it has shown that it makes a big difference in your life. I know it works for me, and what I particularly like about it is that it's simple and you can do it just about any time you want. Now, all sorts of organizations and groups are including mindful meditation as part of their health and performance programs. Um, The military is doing it, police and fire departments, hospitals, schools, particularly schools that help children that have problems with their emotional control, you know, the ADHD type things. Also, sports teams have found out that by helping their players, in fact, all professional athletes, I should say, almost, I don't know any that don't, that when I do research about them, that don't include some sort of mindfulness training in part of what they do to be better at their profession. Also, there's Congress has started to include it. Well, it's really one congressman in particular has uh, Tim Ryan from Ohio. Uh, He holds mindful meditation sessions on Capitol Hill, mostly for his staff and himself, but other folks come in that are up on Capitol Hill to uh, sit in on at times. And it's become a secular activity that scientists are saying, wow, this is really something that's making a difference in people's lives in a positive way. So much so that the amount of papers that are being published in scientific journals has skyrocketed. In 2003, there was 52 papers were published on this subject. In 2012, the number had jumped to 477, and it still continues to rise. Now there's even a Mindful magazine. That's the title of it. I recommend it. I subscribe to it. It's just called Mindful magazine. It's a secular magazine. Some of the advertisements may be related to different religions, um, particularly Buddhists, but in general, it's a very secular activity. In fact, that's one thing I want to mention. I didn't mention it in the article because I only have so much space. 
that what I'm talking about has nothing to do with religion. Not that it can't, obviously, because every type of religion pretty much has either prayer or some type of meditations involved with it. But what I'm speaking about is a completely secular activity that you can do that has no connection with anything but improving your ability to handle your emotions and your ability to be able to notice what's going on in your life. Now, why does it work? Why does mindful meditation make a difference? I, I play guitar. I've been doing it since I've been a child. And if you were to go and do an fMRI of my brain, uh, functional magnetic resonant imaging, which what that resonance imaging does is it's able to see actively what's going on in your brain, your how your neurons are working, the shape of different things. You would see that parts of my brain are different than someone who doesn't play a musical instrument. You would see that I have developed connections that are different because I can do that. And you likewise, if, if you are involved with any hobby or sport or something that takes mental activity to learn, parts of your brain will be different than someone that doesn't do that. Same thing goes with folks who do mindful meditation regularly. Parts of their brain are different, particularly the amygdala, which is has to do with your emotions. And there's other parts too. There's a part called your posterior, superior, temporal, sulcus. There's all different parts of your brain that have to do with your emotions, the way you interact with people, the way you notice the environment. And what happens is when you do some mindful meditation regularly, after a little bit, and it doesn't take that long, it's rather surprising uh, how short of a period of time, if you were to do some mindful meditation regularly, that I could, if I was a scientist that had the instrument to look at your brain, could see some changes, some positive changes. Five weeks, eight weeks, there's been many studies on this, on this topic. People who just for a few moments a day even will start to have changes, positive changes in their brain. Now, how do you do it? I first came upon this, like I said, about 10 years ago or so. I started reading and finding out about it, and I thought it was weird at first, to tell you the truth. I, I thought, like, really? Just sitting and paying attention to your breathing is going to make me do better in my life? It just didn't seem like that would be the case, but it is the case. I have learned totally it's helped me through very difficult times in my life, and just when I'm even nervous, like if I'm going to go give a talk and for some reason I start to feel nervous, if I do a little mindful meditation, it definitely helps me. It calms me down, makes me feel better. It even energizes me. So here's how you do it. Here's least, let me tell you how I do it. There's many ways to meditate. Uh, this just happens to be the way that I like and that has helped me. And I told you earlier, it's because it's simple. First, I have a timer on my smartphone. Uh, you don't need to do it with a timer. I just do that because then I don't have to think about, oh, am I almost done? And I'll set it for usually 10 to 20 minutes, depends on how much time I have in my day or how much I feel like meditating. And I will sit on a pillow. I have one down in my studio. Or sometimes I won't do that. Sometimes I'll set it and I'll be actually laying in my bed. I'll take a few deep breaths, pay attention to those deep breaths, and then I'll just breathe naturally, but I'll pay attention to how I'm breathing. 
the sound of the air coming inside my body and my nose, the feeling of my chest and upper body rising, going in and out. Just pay attention to it. There's no trick to it. There's You're not trying to do something in a special way. You're just paying attention to your breathing. Now, here's what will happen if you start doing this. You'll only pay attention to a couple breaths, and then your mind will, who knows where it'll go. You'll be thinking about all different things. And when you catch yourself going away from your breath, not paying attention to it, it's a piece of cake. Just pull yourself back and start paying attention to a couple breaths again. And what'll happen? You'll go away. You'll think about something else, what you got to do that day, something that's bothering you, something that you like, who knows what. And then when you notice that, just go back to paying attention to your breath. Just keep doing that until the timer goes off or until you decide not to do it anymore. After a while, like anything you practice, you'll get better at paying attention to your breath. And I have caught myself, I'm always happy when this happens, going for several minutes without doing anything in my mind but paying attention to my breathing. And then when I'm done, I pay attention to how I feel. And I always feel better. I have never got done meditating in the last few years at least where I didn't say, wow, that was good, I liked that. And I'm sure the same thing will happen to you. Now, there's way more to this than I just mentioned. In fact, there's people who have become masters at it, like, you know, somebody who is a virtuoso on the guitar type thing. But if you want to delve into the subject more, there's many books out there. One of my favorite authors is John Kabat-Zinn, which I have mentioned in previous articles before. He's helped the medical field quite a bit, by the way, when it comes to pain management and using meditation to help you with stress and pain. But there's a book I got recently that is awesome because it really explains the science behind it and then gives you very practical and specific things you can do to help you become a regular practicer of mindful meditation. The title is Fully Present, The Science, Art, and Practice of Mindfulness. There's two authors, Susan L. Smalley, Ph.D., and Diana Winston. They're both directors at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center. I recommend you check out the website, too. And the website is mark, M-A-R-C, Mindful Awareness Research Center, dot U-C-L-A dot E-D-U. So it's mark, M-A-R-C, dot U-C-L-A dot E-D-U. There's some free resources there, some mindful meditation courses you can take or there's also things you can do if you want to pursue this deeper that will help you to train others you know it's a great site and it's very secular by the way it's really good I like it a lot so why not give it a try you can do it just about anywhere and I promise you there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that before you start you'll already be breathing